Hey, Peaches. Hi, Peaches. Welcome to Let's Talk Peaches, the podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Lindsay. Let's Talk Peaches is a community where all humans come to have raw, authentic, open, and respectful conversations about various topics. Nothing is off the table. All topics are welcome. Get ready to dive in and explore the uplifting as well as the extremely uncomfortable. Be sure to come back and check us out every week. We put out new episodes every Monday. If you're new, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome. And if you're a returning peach, thank you so much for tuning back in. We appreciate that so much. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate so much appreciation. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hi, peaches. Hey, peaches. Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Um, we're super excited about today's topic, mm-hmm. which is let's talk dreams. Mm-hmm. And dreams are, you know, these mystical things that happen in our brains. They're not really little things, but the brain is such a powerful place. Such mm-hmm. a, It's such a like Pandora's box and who I mean, knows. Who like, hasn't had a dream and they wake up and they're like, what in the world did, did that, does that mean? mean? <laughs> For sure. And they come from you. And we all know they come from ourselves and kind of what do they mean? How can we use the things that happen in our dreams to further our self-discovery and knowledge and totally success? Because it's, as you'll learn in this episode, it's, it's our brain. It's our subconscious. It's us talking to ourselves. It's us processing our days and our lives um, in a weird magical way. (laughs) Yeah. And we really only just begin to scratch the surface, see the tip of the iceberg of in this episode, in this episode of what dreams are. We're so honored and lucky to have had the opportunity to chat with, with Lori Lowenberg. And she is a dream analysis, a dream expert. She's been on a bunch of talk shows. Um, we we were really honored to have, to have a moment of her time to chat about these things. Yeah. Um, But she's got a lot of, she's, she's got a big presence out there so definitely look her up and dive more into you know dream analysis book and a session with her if you have a specific dream that you're looking to tap into or learn yeah, more about she's, but she's she's a really good ton source of content really good source for you guys into. a really good source for you guys to go and learn all about dreams and have you know if you have any further questions after this episode but absolutely we thought this would be on top of the fact that dreams are just super interesting and this thing that we all could have value in decoding them for mm-hmm. ourselves. But what, how can we use this information that's going on in our head in our everyday lives to push us forward and learn more about ourselves and be better human beings in the world? So with that said, I think we're good to just queue up Lori. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. BRB peaches. Hi, Lori. Hello. <laughs> we like to start off the podcast by just doing a humble check-in. How are you doing? How is your week going? What's up, Peach? Yeah, what's up? Oh, uh, week's going really good. Great. And very, 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 very busy. Busy's good. Yeah, busy's great. Yeah, busy's money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone's always got those dreams going on. So. And for, uh-huh. <laughs> for our listeners, where are you located? I'm in Tampa, Florida. Ooh, oh, nice. Sunny and sunny. beachy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want to roll through who you are, what you do, yeah. what your experience is? Give our listeners sure. a I'm, my name is Laurie Quinn Lowenberg. I am a professional dream analyst and author. 
Uh, you've probably seen me as a recurring guest on Dr. Oz or the Today Show or Daily Pop on E. You may have heard me on the radio. I've been doing radio really? interviews for over 20 years. Wow. And what I do is I help you understand what your crazy messed up dreams really mean, <laughs> what in your real life they're connected to, and the messages you are giving yourself through the dream. And how did you get started? Yeah, how'd you get into it? So I've been doing this for almost 30 years, but I got into it because I've always been able to remember my dreams. Like since I was two years old, mm -hmm. I could remember my dreams. Wow. I've always been very, very interested in them. When I was little, I'd draw them. When I got older, I started writing them down, keeping a dream journal, mm -hmm. not realizing what a really cool thing I was doing for myself by documenting the other side of my mind. But it wasn't until I was 19 and my grandfather died and he's the first person close to me that died. So he, he was like the first death I experienced mm -hmm. and I became very, very depressed. And two weeks after his death, I had a dream where he came to me. I mean, I really believe it was a contact dream. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew he was dead and we're walking through a museum and I asked him what it's like where he's at. And he said, well, I can't tell you that, but what I can tell you is that it's secure. And then he gave me a hug and he started walking up the staircase and that's when I woke up and I could smell his old spice. Wow. I could feel him still there. And that dream blew my mind. I can remember it like it was last night. And that's the dream that propelled me to study dream psychology mm. because after that experience, I had to know, what is this? Yeah. Why do we do it? What is the purpose? You know, are we going somewhere? What is this thing that we all do? And so I, I studied dream psychology after that. And I was so impressed by how practical dreams actually are when you can understand them and apply them yeah. to your daily life. And so I just started, at the time, there was hardly anyone doing this. So I, I would get out there on the radio and, and, and do dream analysis for listeners and people say, Hey, do you have a book? No, I guess I should write one. Yeah. So then I wrote three. And anyway, it's just been snowballing from there. That's amazing. I think this kind of leads us nicely into what at the very, you know, basic. it's a huge question in such a small question at the same time, but like, what is a dream? Um, and what are dreams mean to people like in general? Okay. So, Dreaming is a thinking process. So your dreams are thoughts. They are your subconscious thoughts. Um, but more importantly, they are a continuation of your thoughts from the day. Because, you know, you go through the day, you wake up in the morning, you have your breakfast, you drive to work, you load the dishwasher, you know, mm -hmm. well, all day long, you're talking to yourself and you're thinking. And that thought process continues as you drift off and go to sleep at night. And it doesn't stop. This consciousness, this stream of consciousness is always going on. So once you enter REM dream sleep, you're still having that train of thought. But now your brain's working a little differently. Certain parts of the brain are shut down, like the part of the prefrontal cortex that controls rational linear thought. Other parts of the brain are more active, like the amygdala, the emotional center of the brain. Mm -hmm. So you're still having this stream of consciousness. You're still talking to yourself and thinking, but now instead of thinking in words, you're thinking in symbols, emotions, and metaphors. That's what our dreams are. Are the symbols and metaphors different for each person? Is there 
Is there one? So, like, yeah, I is, think you because you, you people can look it up online and like yeah. I think a, a common one is like my teeth are falling out and that's mm-hmm. that means a certain yeah. thing. Is that like if my teeth fall out in my dream doesn't mean the same thing as if like my, if, my if you were to lose out? your teeth in yeah. your dream? Yeah, right. Okay, so good question. So what what you're talking about are in dream psychology we call these archetypes, yeah, which are symbols that we all tend to dream about and that also tend to mean the same thing for almost everybody. However, you know, everyone has their own personal life experiences Mm -hmm. and personal associations to the different things we dream about. So yeah, there are these archetypes that, that a dream dictionary can be very helpful with, but that would just be like barely a skeleton Mm -hmm. of the message. Um, So what's, the most important part of dream analysis is the personal association. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you mentioned teeth falling out for you. It could be, which it is for most people when your teeth fall out in a dream, it's because it's about communication and allowing something out of your mouth. You shouldn't have said Mm. something you wish you could put back in something you regret saying, but maybe someone who is a dental hygienist, it could represent, work mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the one one thing i'd like to get some clarity on is you mentioned contact dreams and so mm-hmm. i well first of all i'd love to know what that is but also like the different types of dreams so there's contact dreams what other types of dreams do we have okay so yeah the contact dreams there's precognitive dreams which are dreams that tend to show us a little glimpse of the future those do happen but they're very rare mm-hmm. there's nightmares mm-hmm. there's sex dreams yeah <laughs> <laughs> We can talk about that a lot if you like. <laughs> yes. There's recurring dreams. Uh-huh. There's post-traumatic stress dreams. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, just dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and daydreams, but those are, on you're more in control of those. Yeah. Than... And what it, what is a contact dream? Or you talk about dreams that give us a glimpse of the future. When I hear contact dream, I think of, it's like the the universe or whatever maybe you believe in god or whatever uh like trying to spirit or something trying to contact us through our dreams that's what i think of when you say that i love yeah i guess what what is a contact dream so a contact dream is when you have a dream of someone you love that has died Mm -hmm. and they're communicating with you and giving you some kind of message and that it's actually their spirit their consciousness connecting with your subconscious while you're in the dream that's not to say that every time you dream of a loved one that is passed on, that it's a contact dream. Most times it's not, mm. but sometimes it can be. And so here's why I believe that it can happen because of my own personal experiences. And if you look at it scientifically, science tells us that everything that exists gives off some kind of energy that travels in waves, you know, light waves, mm-hmm. sound waves, radio waves. We've even recently discovered gravity gives off waves so if consciousness survives bodily death it is an energy that gives off waves it travels in waves so who's to say that when we are in REM dream sleep at that point you know our brain works in waves and with each stage of sleep our brain wave frequency slows down so who's to say that once we are in REM dream sleep is not the perfect frequency of brain waves that allows us to tune in like a radio mm. to the consciousness of our loved one that is still exists and is out there. Oh my God. When you're, when you're dreaming, is there 
a way to tell yeah. if you know if it's an actual contact dream or if you're just dreaming of the person? These are what are believed to be telltale signs of a contact dream. First of all, it just feels different. It's a different experience. It's much more vivid. Mm-hmm. Usually the, the, the person you're dreaming about looks their best, their healthiest, like they looked at at the peak of their life. Mm. Um, and they have some sort of message where they're saying, I'm still here mm-hmm. or everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. I recently had a dream about my great aunt who passed away a couple of years ago. And I, I was like, I wonder if that was her coming to me. But she wasn't in her best form. It wasn't exactly what you described. Oh, did, you, did it feel different? I I felt like it was a very emotional dream, but um mm-hmm. and then but what was kind of like, oh my gosh, wow, was the next morning when I woke up, I didn't know this until like I go on Facebook and I realize, oh my god, today's her birthday. So the night going into her birthday, I had a dream about it. So I was like, I wonder if that was her coming in to say hello. I want It was more likely your subconscious remembering her birthday. Knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the con- everything we ever experience, everything we ever know and learn stays within the subconscious. The subconscious is like a, a warehouse yeah. where mm-hmm. everything goes and is stored. And so while the conscious mind is doing its thing, mm-hmm. everything ever is still there in the subconscious. And then when we go to sleep, the conscious mind goes dormant and then the subconscious mind raises, rises to the surface and it will bring up things from our past we don't remember, mm-hmm. you know, like in third grade that we haven't thought about since then is suddenly in our dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think in your case, especially since she, did she have a message in the dream? I mean, no, it was, what... it actually kind of wasn't the best. It was, it was a more emotional dream. I think she was going around letting people know I'm, it's time for me to die. So it was a lot of people, a lot of family members gathering around being sad that she mm-hmm. was going to die. So it was more about saying goodbye to her. I mean, she's been she's been gone for a couple years now, but it was more about that. It wasn't necessarily yeah. a happy dream. Okay, yeah. So I don't think that's a contact dream, mm-hmm. but here's my thought on it. You were subconsciously aware it was about to be her birth date. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that brings up the fact she's no longer here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the conscious was equating her birth date with her death date to try to show you that her death was a rebirth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that too. And I think we should tell grandma that. I yeah. think grandma would like to hear that about her, her sister. sister. Mm-hmm. They, were they were really close. Really close. Um, and that also makes sense because I think after I was, we were playing cards with grandma and grandma was talking about Aunt Ruth. Mm-hmm. And then, so it all kind of makes yeah, sense. Your subconscious is a powerful thing. That is so wild. I think I've had a contact dream once. And I, I, the only way that I, the only reason why I think it is because it just felt insane. It felt super sensational. And I woke up like super, I don't know, like I had, and it wasn't, it was, it wasn't a person, but I felt like it was a, a, a message from maybe like a, my like spirit angels or whatever. And it was the most, it was the weirdest experience. And I don't typically write down my dreams, but I woke up and I was like, I need to write this down. I was like walking down the alleyway with my boyfriend at the time. And there was like this homeless and I kept getting a phone call. Um, and I would answer the phone call and nothing would, ha- would nothing would happen and no one would say anything. And I kept getting a phone call from this random number. And then there was this homeless person. They had a cloak on, so I couldn't like see if it was a man or a woman or who they were. But the person like comes out and like takes my hand and then shows me their wrist. 
um, and they've got like this weird tattoo on it. <laughs> and this is where it gets a little weird, <laughs> but like, it's like I float up. It felt like my soul was leaving my body into this, a, a bunch of different like realms, different places. Like, I don't know exactly what it was showing me and I'd have to look back cause I had this dream a while ago. Um, I have to look back at the, but it was like, there was one thing where I was in a home and I felt really weird. And then all of a sudden my family members were coming out of the woodworks and it kind of felt like at that moment, it felt like they were giving me things to make me feel comfortable in this like weird state. Um, like, I know you're nervous, but here's like your family's here. This is a safe space. And then I remember it ending in a like orchestra, an empty orchestra room. Um, and there was a woman who I think had cancer because she like took off her bandana and she was like playing on the cello so beautifully. <laughs> and I don't know, but I woke up, I woke up suddenly and I woke up crying and I woke up thinking like, <laughs> that was the strangest thing. And I don't necessarily know what it meant. Um, it felt like it felt like a shake by my shoulders and I I just woke up really overwhelmed and like breathing heavily and like looking at because my boyfriend was like asleep next to me and I was like I don't know if this was like telling me that I'm on the wrong path and that I need to readjust something I remember feeling that way when I woke up um but it was the weirdest experience I don't know who if <laughs> what do you think do you think that was a contact dream or just a weird experience or well let's analyze it okay <laughs> so the person that came up to you you felt was homeless well I don't know if I would say homeless but they had a rag or like a dirty blanket over their head and it kind of felt like you know you know that uh I don't even know what it is but like they had like a dirty rag over their head kind of like a cloak and very mm -hmm. like the um this the snow white when she when the evil lady turns yeah. into like very like, yeah like dressed like that couldn't see them dark cloak couldn't see their face all i saw was like they stuck out their arm and they showed me this like tattoo that was a moon and a sun that moon and the sun thing like this yeah mm -hmm. um and once i saw that and i tried i was like that's so generic that kind of symbol and i tried to like and of course when you look up moon and the sun thing like there's a million things i never found like exactly what it looked like because I didn't know if, if that was like a symbol or something and then after oh and it was that person showed me a phone and it was that was the call he was he or she was calling me that was the call I was getting that person was trying to contact me and then I was like why are you calling me and then all of a sudden like I had like it's like my body my soul left my body and I was like going on this journey okay so why do you think it was telling you you were on the wrong path. What was going on in your life? I was in a relationship. The relationship that I was in, I woke up thinking that was a, that was them telling me, like, you need to leave your relationship specifically. What was wrong with the relationship? It just, we weren't right for each other. It was my first serious relationship. I was kind of letting the relationship disrespect me in a way. He wasn't a bad person, but there was just, it wasn't right. He, he and I healthy. weren't right for each other. And... Uh, later on it, it like I would say it was an unhealthy it became toxic and it was starting to become toxic at that point so and I, I did stay in the relationship say like six months past that time but yeah but I remember I don't, and I think that was the thing that I was questioning a lot at the time so maybe that's why I associated it with it just felt like you need to be listening to the signs that are around you and you're not and you need to like be doing 
do better because we have this we have this thing for you we have this plan for you and you're not you're not doing yourself justice is kind of how it felt and also I was walking with my boyfriend at the at the very beginning of the dream and it was like shooting me up away from him so Mm -hmm. that's why okay now homeless now look at everything in your dream as some part of you mess dreams are messages from you Mm -hmm. to you about you Mm -hmm. everything in the dream is some part of you or something that directly affects you we're very narcissistic when we do so the the homeless person is you and you had this sense that this person was homeless because you weren't at home in your relationship Mm -hmm. and this person was covered with like a cloak because this relationship was shrouding who you really are. Mm-hmm. The tattoo with the sun and the moon could be telling you, you were trying to look for signs. The tattoo is the sign. Look, it's, it's, it should be as clear as night and day to you. Mm-hmm. And what part of the body was the tattoo on? The forearm, like here. Okay. The forearm could represent four sights. So then they lift you up. You're like lifted up into the air. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you felt that that was the dream, like, propelling you away from him, which, mm-hmm. like... And it felt so freaking weird. I don't know. Maybe- and it was also trying to tell you, you need to rise above this situation. It, yeah. This relationship was keeping you down. Mm-hmm. You rise above without it. Then you go to a place that there's an orchestra. Well, first, it, it shot me up into this home that I'd never, or at least I don't remember ever being in. It was it was a home situation. It was, like, pretty dim, but it, dim in a homey way. Um, and I remember feeling super odd um, and not seeing anyone I recognized, but feeling like this was my home. Okay. And then it started introducing, I remember there was, they introduced our dog, like it, my dog was introduced, like our house dog, like our pet. Um, and then my sister and my mom. So, Dogs represent relationships. Ooh. There you go. Um, <laughs> so I remember that being a thing. And I remember hearing like, it's okay like it's like it's okay relax um, okay so it's interesting because you go from a, a, a seemingly homeless person to being propelled to a place that feels like home right when it also when dreams switch scenes like this it's because your subconscious is showing you how one thing can lead to another mm. so if you get out of this relationship you'll be back in a place where life feels like home again mm. I remember there. Be, I remember there being a, a middle location, but I can't remember what it was. But the end location was this ginormous room where, like, an orchestra was setting up. It was like it had the vibe of pre-show. People are getting ready. People are coming in. They're testing out their instruments, um, and I was just like an active observer. And there was a woman, and she came up, and I remember noticing her. She came up and she sat down, and she was about to like tune her. It, it was like a cello. Um, and she had a bandana on and she took off her bandana and just started playing super beautifully. And then I remember waking up from there. Okay. So I think that's about getting back in harmony with your life's purpose. Interesting. <laughs> why would, why do you say that? Because of the orchestra. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dreams have always been super interesting. I think they're really interesting to a lot of people because they're just to the average, to the average being who doesn't mm-hmm. make dreams their lives work. They're just, you know, they're a part of you, but you just don't know what they mean. And I think it's so beautiful that something like that could mean like, yeah, trying to find such a nice Back message your to yourself. And I've, I feel like it's on point. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people would be really interested 
to know what are some common dream meanings like you said the dog is a sign of relationship the mm. teeth falling out is is there other common common meanings that people can look yeah up do you ever dream of clogged toilets or filthy toilets <laughs> you can't you got to go to the bathroom and you can't get to the bathroom oh, or yeah. use it for whatever reason that for sure <laughs> yeah okay so that dream is a really common one especially for women mm. And the toilet represents your ability to flush away and release negativities and frustrations. Mm. So when the toilet is clogged or gross or you just can't use it for whatever reason, maybe it's in public, you don't want everyone to watch you. Mm -hmm. It's letting you know that you've got some pent up frustration, negativity or anger you need to rid yourself of relieve yourself mm. of, flush it away. Yeah. So, so dogs are the most common animal we dream of because they tend to represent loyalty and friendship within a relationship. The nature of a dog is that supposedly man's best friend, mm -hmm. they're loyal companions. Mm -hmm. So it will represent that nature within a current relationship. So you want to pay attention to what's going on with the dog. Is the dog attacking you? Is the dog sick and dying? It, it will, you know, reflect the nature of a certain relationship in your life. Yeah. Cats are the second most common dreamt of animal. They team for women they most often will represent our sexual energy. Okay. Feline. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the cats are very sexy and slinky and they purr mm. and, you know, we just equate them with feminine sexual energy. We also use the slang for cat as the slang for our certain body part, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it can also, a cat can also represent what's going on with your reproductive health. But the nature of a cat is also very independent and aloof. So the cat can also represent your independent energy. Okay. Cars are another common dream symbol. They, whether it's your actual car you own or a car you used to own or just some dream car, the car will typically represent your ability to progress and move forward mm. in a particular situation or your motivation or energy to continue on with something. Mm. So, you know, if you, you dream you can't start your car, mm -hmm. well, ask yourself, where, in what area of my life am I losing motivation? Mm. That just doesn't get my motor going anymore. <laughs> yeah. What happens if you, if you die? What does it mean if you die in your dream? Or can you die in your dream? Yeah, there's that. Is that a myth? Yeah, you, you can die in your dream. A lot of people have died, have felt themselves like their bodies, mm. you know, have actually been murdered and feel the knife going in and, mm -hmm. you know, the death happening and, those are not fun. No, no. Yeah. I can imagine not. But death dreams aren't a bad sign. They're definitely not showing you the future. Death is symbolic of something in your life coming to an end or changing. Okay. If you die, how are you changing? What part of you, you know, has ended? What change are you going through? Because um, death is the end of life. But to the dreaming mind, death is the end of life as you now know it. Mm the end of this phase of life mm -hmm. if someone you know is dying in a dream first you want to ask yourself how is that person changing or how is my relationship with that person changing mm. or they can also represent a part of you that is like them some quality you share and then perhaps that part of you is going through some kind of change yeah so death dreams allow us to realize that it's time to let go of something yeah so we can embrace what is to come yeah and I, I would love to 
touch on sex dreams a little bit. Like mm-hmm. when you do have a sex dream, is it? I, I'm sure some of it to an extent is like you're interested in someone and you're like living out a fantasy. I'm sure that does exist, but does it ever mean anything other than like feeling twirly, feeling twirly about this person? <laughs> <laughs> Well, the funny thing about sex dreams is that most often they're not about sex at all. Okay. They're symbolic. Remember, dreams are symbolic. Uh So never want to look at them literally because you're not going to get the message and you're going to freak yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) Sex in a dream is more about, it's not about a physical union you want, but more about a psychological union you need. Mm -hmm. So connection and union union is the operative word here because that's what bodies do when they have sex. Right, right, yeah. And so the dreamy mind will use that unifying act to let you know there's something about this person that is your partner in the dream. There's something about them you need to incorporate and unite, incorporate into your own life, your own behavior. Or perhaps you've had a connection with that person. Maybe you had a deep, intimate conversation or you connected on some level and then you dream about having sex with them. Interesting. So it's not because you desire them physically, but you connected. Makes you think, right? Makes you think. <laughs> yep. um, I think a lot of our listeners like to take our information and how do I like apply it to my life? And so right. how, what is the best way to utilize your dreams? It's sounding like keep track of them like yes. and figure out what they mean and then like sometimes it's just being aware of what they mean and having becoming a little bit more self-aware of what's going on in your subconscious yeah the best thing you can do is start tracking them keep a dream journal in tandem with a day journal because your dreams are connected to your previous day they are like your subconscious commentary mm-hmm. on that day mm-hmm. so what i suggest is and it's so much more powerful to keep a dream journal in an actual notebook rather than just, you know, in your phone or Mm. your laptop or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is get yourself a spiral bound notebook. And at night before you go to bed, you're going to journal your day on the left side. Mm. And you're going to write down what happened, what, you know, affected you the most? What did you struggle with? What, what was your outstanding emotion that day? What conversations did you have? Write all that down before you go to sleep. Then you go to sleep, you have your dreams, and then when you wake up, you write down your dreams on the right side. Hmm. And then you have your day and your dream right next to each other. So it makes it a lot easier to connect the dots between them. And you'll see how what happened in your dream pretty much correlates with that Mm -hmm. fun conversation you had, you know, with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So, So you'll, our dreams, by doing this, you're able to make connections. You're also able to see a very brutally honest portrayal from your subconscious about what's really going on within you. Okay. I I'm definitely going to do that. I think that would be so powerful to like look at your look at your day and then look at the dream and being like, "Oh my gosh. I know." Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it really be good for visual. Yes, visual learners too, I think. So, as we as we wind down, is there anything else that's super important to know about dreams that we haven't covered yet that you want to like bring to the common forefront. questions or anything of that nature yeah actually it's important to remember that we all dream every single night mm-hmm. whether you remember them or not you are dreaming every night every 90 minutes throughout the night mm-hmm. you're having a dream so you want to start remembering them mm-hmm. a lot of people say, i never remember my dreams or i don't dream you do dream you're just not remembering it so what you can do to remember your dreams is it's actually really easy 
whenever you wake up, whether it's in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or you're waking up for good in the morning, stay in the exact same position you woke up in because that's the position your body was in when you were dreaming. Mm -hmm. If you roll over, if you move, it's like unplugging yourself from the dream you were in seconds ago. So stay in that same position. Don't move. Give yourself like three to five minutes of quiet, still time. Don't even think, you know, about what you got to do today. Mm -hmm. Just this magical time, three to five minutes is where you're going to be able to capture that dream. Just stay put, quiet your mind, let the dream come back to you. And if all you're remembering is just, I just remember a snake. There's a snake. Great. Write it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like working a muscle. The more you do this every morning, the stronger it gets. Yeah. And you'll start every dream you had last night. Interesting. That's I so, love that. Yeah, that's, that's a great so tip. powerful. The brain, the brain is such a mystical, magical place. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely have had moments even, and you say, don't move. I have, I've had moments where I'm like, oh, I remember the dream. And then as soon as I start to get up and move, and I'm like, oh, wait, what was my dream? Yes. I've had yeah. moments like right. that. Something that is so very powerful is so slippery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. <not> fair. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for all of your dream, all of your dream wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. We've only started to scratch the surface mm-hmm. of, of obviously the world of dreams. And we definitely encourage our listeners to check out your book, check, check out your, out book, all your website, all of your interviews to get just mm-hmm. more yumminess on the dreams. Yeah. On to Peachy Clean. Have you, mm-hmm. did you have a, a moment to come up with something that you want to come clean about? Yes. So I am currently, as we speak, nursing a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You could never tell. You look, yeah, you look, you look totally amazing. alert and oh, well, healthy. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I love it though. Um, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all yeah. been there. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, powering through. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah. we, we, um, we support you. Yeah, we support you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Lori, for taking, taking time to speak with us. This mm-hmm. has been such a lovely chat. We were, we were so, so interesting. So interesting. Yeah. For this conversation. Yeah, we love um, it. Do you want to roll through where people can find you, connect with it. you? Yes. So um, my website is laurielowenberg.com. And that's where you can set up a private dream reading with me one on one. But Laurie Lowenberg is hard to spell. So if you just Google dream expert on the first one that comes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and you can find me on Instagram. I have two Instagrams. One is WTF underscore did I just dream? <laughs> <laughs> That's where people send me really funny dreams and I sum it up in one sentence and post a funny picture that goes along with it. And then I explain what the dream means. So, so it's WTF underscore did I just dream? And then my other Instagram, I also do pen up art. Mm, um, oh, um, so I can draw you uh, as a gorgeous, glamorous pen of like that Maryland. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you draw that? Mm-hmm. Oh my beautiful. god, beautiful! And so that is pinups underscore by underscore Lari. Mm-hmm. So once you type in pinups underscore by, I'll pop up. Okay, oh my god, I love that. And as always, all of, we'll put all of Lori's um, links and goodies in the show notes, and they'll be all over our Instagram. So definitely check her out. Check her out. Okay, peaches. That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for tuning back in with us. Be sure to go check out Lori if you want some more dream juicy content because we only, I can't even tell you, we only just began to scratch the surface of all the things that is dreams that are dreams. So uh, go ahead and give her some love. And while you're at it, why don't you give us some love at let's talk underscore peaches on Instagram. You can subscribe to us on all the podcasting platforms and please, oh, please, oh, please leave a review on Apple podcast. That would be amazing. All right, peaches. We'll see you next Monday for another episode. 
Bye, Bye, peaches. Bye, peaches. Yes.